0: Welcome to Untold Physio Stories Podcast, your perfect commute resource with physio failures, successes, interesting cases, and more from the physio and rehab world with your host, Drs. Andrew Rothschild and Urson Religioso. If you've had dreams of starting your own side hustle, make sure to check out Curve Health Online. They have an iPad, iPhone, and Android app, and they only take home 7% of whatever it is you charge. Otherwise, it's free for their all-in-one computer vision, exercise library, HIPAA-compliant messaging system, and telehealth platform. Again, check it out at modmt.com slash curve, C-U-R-V, and make sure to tell them Dr. E sent you. Welcome back to Untold Physio Stories podcast. I'm your host, Dr. E, with Modern Manual Therapy, Edge Mobility System, and our four-month online mentoring program, Modern Rehab Mastery, my co-host, Dr. Andrew Rothschild. Again, still out and about. One day, we'll get back together. Today, I have my super mentee, Dr. Malik Parker, who recently got credentialed in MDT. How's it going today, Malik? Uh,
1: It's going well. Thanks for having me on, Dr. E.
0: Yeah, no problem. No problem. Congratulations. uh, I hear you just got credentialed in MDT
1: oh yes i just got notice of it probably a couple days ago i took the exam two three weeks um i had been practicing Mackenzie for such a long time it felt like um i think i was introduced because of you and taking your your course and and wanted to learn more about your foundation so i ended up taking all the courses and figured it was probably about time i get certified
0: nice nice yes and I, that's what i love about the the way you think, like you said last time, even if I, you said that I oversold you, is that you just keep on trying things until it works, until you fail. But you definitely yeah. try things that I otherwise wouldn't have, and that, that's why it's always great to get your perspective. Oh,
1: nice. Well, thank you. I appreciate it.
0: Yeah. I'm just well, thinking well, about what real... you do. <laughs> yeah, nice. That's an, and that's actually what I think, too. <laughs> what <laughs> would Malik do? Well, that's good. All right. So this is a pretty simple case, but I just want to... Um, basically talk about how I think everyone should be screening the spine. And if you're not, it's a really easy thing to do if you know repeated motion exams or the way that I teach um, clinical practice patterns. So I, was, I saw a patient um, several years ago, marathoner, after a stress fracture. Um, I basically just did general rehab. She had some lumbar issues, and after her... Um, foot stress fracture. She had some ankle lateral tobial glide stuff. I get her lateral tibial glides and then eventually worked on her strength and stability. She got back to doing marathons uh, in several months. So that was kind of expected before she was just kind of getting passive care at a high volume clinic and wasn't getting anywhere. So she ran several marathons since then. And then um, she's been having some like odd uh, just feet issues, and then the kind of expected for high-volume runner who maybe doesn't have shoes that fit them that well, uh, just like the black toenails. So she, she's been going to a podiatrist, mostly for the wear and the tear. Also, uh, severe calluses on her right side. And um, those were kind of cut off with uh, the razor blade like I expected. I don't know if you've ever had that done. Uh, I've been to a podiatrist for calluses, and uh, they, they just shave them off like how a barber uh, or how you shave off with like a razor or like your beard. And it's crazy that you don't feel anything. <laughs> have you ever had that done just as an aside?
1: Well, I have not. And I, I don't think I've. Uh, it's possible that maybe I had a patient that's done it, but not not that I can think of. But yeah, I have not. Yeah. That sounds interesting.
0: Yeah, if you imagine just someone taking a razor to your foot and then just shaving off skin, you could just see it falling off and yet you don't, you don't feel anything as if yeah. like they actually anesthetized you, but they hadn't. I don't know. I always just found it like a crazy process. Uh, but anyway. Uh,
1: I've definitely had calluses of my own where I just pick off the skin and I'm like, I feel nothing. This is so weird. <laughs> so yeah.
0: I, I yeah. It. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, um, for whatever reason, he just said, Hey, you know what? You're pronating, And since you're a runner, you should wear these orthotics, even though you're asymptomatic. Uh, two weeks into that, she started developing what she thought was a hamstring strain. She didn't necessarily want to come back and see me because I'm out of network. And she just thought, Hey, you know what? I'm just going to go see like, a." Um, whatever, a PTU Z network. Cause this is a simple hamstring strain and not something that would need my services. Uh, she saw this guy for uh, two, three weeks, a um, couple times a week. He said, Oh yeah, it's a simple grade one hamstring strain. Meanwhile, her hamstring just kept on getting worse, but she told me a couple key things that led her to me. One, that she wasn't really getting any better. Um, and two, he, she felt that even though he was nice, that he just wasn't really experienced in running. Um, you know, she, she, She wasn't quite getting the results. Yeah. So it it seemed like a hamstring strain. I mean, you know, it hurt in the belly of her hamstring. It came on with running. She only feels it with running. But then in the history, she also told me she feels it when she gets up after sitting. You know, and that's always something that tells me, "Mm, I don't necessarily know if this is a real hamstring strain. Um, And just to prove it to her, I used... The dynamometer I've been promoting online and in social media, the active force 2. When I tested her hamstrings, um, both hip extension and knee flexion, um, they were actually pretty close, almost within 10%. Um, a little bit weaker in hip flexion, but actually ham- seated knee flexion was close to equal and a good amount of force very strong. The interesting thing is that on the involved side, which is her right side, she had a 30% difference in hip abduction strength and definitely less stability when I checked her in squat With forward bending and forward bending and step standing, so meaning that like, I flexed her hip, I flexed her knee, and I had her plantar flex, so to totally take the posterior chain out of it, then I had her uh, forward bend again, touch her left foot, she felt the hamstring actually even more. And I said, you know, I'm not necessarily sure if this is a hamstring, because we just took the the uh, the entire posterior chain, put it on slack, and now you're feeling it more, right? So she's like, okay, okay, I can see that. Uh, plus her hippie abduction was weaker, stability was weaker. With squat, she definitely deviated away. Then I did anterior tilt and side bending, uh, anterior tilt and side bending to the left. That reproduced her right hamstring pain, and I'm like you know palping your hamstring you're not exactly firing it you don't need stability to do this and then anterior tilt side bending to the right which is one of my clinical practice patterns that was severely limited like she could barely slide her hand down the right side of her thigh so i thought hey you know what let's just try these side glides which tried side glides and all of a sudden her squat was cleaned up standing toe touch was fn also with the right foot or the right um right leg in slack poster chain on slack that was also fn so no reproduction of pain uh with the active force or strength actually was even closer even though it was under 10 percent. but the most interesting i i thought uh was a uh, let's go recheck your hip abduction her hip abduction was now only like a four percent difference as opposed to a 30 percent difference
1: nice
0: yeah, yeah. So she was really happy. And it's funny too, because I think most people, I said, you know, I don't think you have a hamstring strain. I think this is lumbogenic. I think it's coming through her lumbar spine. Since then, she's been upping her mileage. Um, she, did, she was running only about five miles a day and she went up to about eight miles a day and basically only felt a little paresthesia, which went away the longer she ran. And and the, the funniest thing is that she was more relieved that it was a lumbar spine rather than a hamstring strain.
1: <laughs> certainly, certainly faster to solve. Uh, if, it, if it was a true hamstring strain, it may have taken a little longer. So, yeah. Uh, what is
0: it? Because I explained that from... From the very first beginning of visit, I was like, "Look, there's two possibilities. This is a real hamstring issue. It's a tendonopathy. You have some weakness. In that case, it's going to take a while to build it up. You're probably going to have to rest, maybe reduce your mileage, all that stuff. Or it's your lumbar spine. Best case scenario, and it's going to be like 100 in a couple weeks. So, and I said maybe it'll be somewhere in between there. But I think right now at this point, it's mostly just hamstring, and she has some stability issues on that side.
1: What uh, what visit did you did you check patterns day one?
0: Oh, absolutely." No, I I I just make the assumption, and that's the thing too, right? Which yeah. is why my whole point thing, my whole point of the podcast is, it takes less than a minute to screen a spine, maybe two minutes if you're a little slower and you're really being like objective and thinking about sure. it, and and uh, sure. you know, the patient's yeah. taking a while. But I mean that that's why I don't do the full repeated motion screen. That's why I do the clinical practice patterns. It just kind of takes the it's a shortcut on the typical kind of MDT repeated motions exam based on the patient's history um and and my you know anecdotal experience so yeah I went right to the patterns I broke it down I said it's either going to be this or this and luckily for her um it was just it was lumbar
1: nice yeah I've uh, I've also experienced that before where somebody will be generally fine and then they get orthotics because someone told them they were overpronating and all of a sudden they've got like posterior chain or some other issue um uh, so yeah that that's uh, but when the transition sit to stand that being symptomatic is usually the number one red flag. I look for where It's probably not a extremity, more of a spine.
0: Right. Right. Even if they feel an extremity, I know that that's after prolonged sitting, when yes. you're told it's yeah. like a muscle issue, it's not yeah. a muscle issue unless you're like contracting the muscle entirely, the entire time you're sitting passively. Yeah. All right. So Do the you, lesson is screen to spine.
1: Yes. I 100% agree. Um, uh, yeah. One more quick question. Do you, do you often check hip abduction uh, when you're screening? Because I, I do check it often and it's obje- all, usually always inhibited on the involved side, if not with uh, glute uh, extensions as well, glute max.
0: I don't always check it, but in this case, I know she had, uh, it was week before and we were working on it and I gave her a lot of scale yeah. and stuff, you know, super clams and side planks and eventually working up to unilateral or, um, unilateral farmer's carries on the contralateral side, like contralateral arm to kind of strengthen the, um, the ipsilateral lateral chain. And uh, I think she had moved away from that stuff. Um, and her current running coach does not have her doing a lot of strength training. She's just currently in like a, a low volume mode. So we definitely needed mm-hmm. to add that. And plus, I'm just, I'm just working, I'm just using the active force on everyone too and trying to get like really great objective measures. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for joining me again today.
1: Oh, of course. Thanks for having me, and thanks for, for sharing your, your case.
0: No problem. you guys have any interesting physio failures, any comments on this case, or hilarious uh, patient encounters, do you want to get on the podcast and share your story? Just let me know. Reach out to myself, Malik, or Andrew on social media. And please rate Untold Physio Stories five stars. Subscribe on Apple. Google or Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. And as always, you guys have a great day.